Hey there, this is Gregory Williams, and I'm the senior pastor of Transform Church. Welcome to our podcast. I hope the following presentation really inspires you to deepen your faith walk and encourages you along your journey. Enjoy the message. Hello everyone, my name is Tom Bacay and I'm super duper excited to bring you guys an awesome message today. We're diving into and we're launching into a brand new series and I'm so excited and I'm so honored to lead us all into this brand new series called The Grudge. And today we're going to ease into it and I believe that it will speak to a lot of people. And we're going to be talking about the small offenses that often will accumulate It'll lead to bitterness and hold us back from what I believe what God wants us to have. And we are on episode one today and my title for you is I'm over it. Turn to the person next to you and say, I'm over it. And I'm very curious and it's no fun without you helping me out here. How many of you would say you know someone who can be easily offended? Raise your hands up right now. That's me. Just raise them up. Don't point at them because, you know, they could offend them and they're easily offended. And if you don't know someone who's easily offended, chances are you are not on social media because it's a jungle out there. Everyone seems to be offended by almost everything. And it's so easy to be offended by something small. I don't know if that's you today. In fact, you might find yourself tripping over smaller offenses. You know, I don't, I don't know my, what it might be for you, but maybe, you know, if someone rolls their eyes at you, it just sets you off. Maybe, you know, someone has the tone in their voice that gets you offended, that you take offense to it. Maybe someone forgets to say thank you and you get offended by it. You know, I can get incredibly offended when I'm driving, right? And there's so much traffic and then someone, you know, I let someone in to get into the, you know, to the lane to get them going and we're stuck in the same traffic together and they don't even say thank you. You know, just give me a nod of thank you. I get so offended by that. I let you in. You could still be stuck in the same place that you were in 10 minutes, 15 minutes ago, but I let you in. At least say thank you. You know, I get so offended by it, right? You can get offended when, when a friend doesn't respond to a text message or, or a message or an email or they're slow to respond. You know, I hate it when, whenever I'm texting someone, right? And then, you know, they, they, they read it and you know that they read it because they started to respond and you saw the little bubbles, right? And I'm like, there were bubbles. Why don't you respond to me? You were bubbling me and then you ghosted me. What happened? And I'm so offended by that. And you can get offended, um, and this could be you, you can get offended just by looking at social media, what people post, how often they post. If they comment on your friends' post and they, comment on, and they don't comment on yours, right? If they unfollow you on social media, you know, that is the most unforgivable sin in the social media world, when they unfollow you. And we live in an age of perpetual offense, We're so quick to be offended. We're quick to call foul. We're quick to judge. We're quick to become bitter. I'm not pointing at anybody else because I can be the worst, right? Just a quick story, you know. um, You know, a couple of Sundays ago, this was, you know, I, I, I um, I was on the way to the shops. And, you know, I went to the chemist because Vanessa wasn't feeling too well. And so I went to grab some medicine for her. 
And I was just war- I was just driving to the chemist. Now, mind you, this was after church. You know, I just listened to God's word. You know, I was blessed by the worship. I saw myself leading worship on TV. You know, and this was all amazing. I was on high, right? But but I, when I was driving to the chemist, and I get to the chemist now, and suddenly, you know, there's this elderly woman just tried to ram her wheelchair or her walkie thingy to me. Right? And I'm just, I just stood there, I'm like, what are you doing? Why would you do that? And so I asked her, what's, what's your problem? What, why? Right? And so she just walked on by, and I'm just standing there still. I'm so, it's, it was a bizarre experience because I don't know what I did. Right? I just went to grab some medicine. And so I paid for the medicine, I would get into my car, I was ready to leave, and I'm still dumbfounded. I was, I was still wondering why she would do that. And I was obviously mad, I was frustrated, I was offended. Right. And so, you know, I was about to leave and I see on my passenger, you know, passenger uh, mirror, this lady, the same lady that tried to ran me over with her walkie thing. Right. And she had a kid with her and this kid was going all over the place. She tried holding her. He was being a brat. And, you know, you could tell that she wouldn't she was not having a good day. And so I thought to myself, she was probably just not having a good day. Right. In other words, if you are on a continuous search to be offended, you will always find what you're looking for. If you're always looking to be offended, you will always find what you are looking for. And I hope that you'll understand this, that there is never ever a win in living offended. And I've I've never found myself saying one day, Right? I'm so much better today because I'm so offended. I'm so bitter. Right? I'm having a better day because I'm offended by something small. My marriage is stronger because I'm carrying a grudge. My relationships are far more successful and far more richer because I'm offended. I'm closer to God. I'm making more of a difference in this world because I've accumulated small offenses that I've let up under my skin. I'm so much happier today. There's never win. I've never told that. I've never believed that in myself. There's never been a win in living offended. And that's why I tell myself over and over again, something I hope that we would internalize today and tell yourself today, that is this. Your life is too short and your calling is too great to be offended by something small. Your life is moving by. Your calling from God to love in this world is so great to be offended, to be sidetracked, to be distracted, or be hurting because of small offenses. And I love what Proverbs chapter 19 verse 11, and it says this about a person's wisdom. A person's wisdom yields patience. It's to one's glory to overlook. Now, everybody say overlook. Overlook. It's to one's glory to overlook an offense. It is to one's glory to overlook an offense. And that's why the title of my message today is I'm over it. Nudge someone, tap someone next to you and say, I'm over it. You know, it doesn't matter what you did yesterday doesn't matter what you did last night. doesn't matter what happened last year. I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm over it. And the question that we often ask ourselves, right, when we're struggling is that how is it that we as Christ followers get over the grudge? 
How do we grow past all of the little daily temptations that we have to so easily become offended? And I'm going to give you one answer today and one big statement and we're going to unpack that together. Yeah? Now, the question that I want to ask you is, how do you grow past the daily temptations to be offended? And the answer is, the answer is very simple, but it's very hard at the same time. The answer is this, we close the gap with love. We close the gap with love. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 12. I want, to, I want you guys to, 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 uh, to turn to that now. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 12. And it tells us this. Hatred stirs up strife. You know this. We know this. You've probably known someone who, who absolutely hated you or hates you. Or you've probably hated someone somewhere along your, um, in your life. And we know that hatred complicates and distances relationships. But love covers all offenses. Love covers all offenses. How awesome is that, eh? We close the gap with love. And let's unpack this for a moment. There is a dynamic that happens in every interaction you have with someone. And you may not notice it, but it happens in every interaction you have with someone. And there is a gap between, it's this, there is a gap between an action and your reaction, and the gap is in the middle, right? Someone acts some, somehow, some, somewhat, and there is a micro gap, there is a moment, there's a split second where you make an interpretive decision based on what that action means. There's always an action, there's a gap in the middle, and then there's the reaction, And there's always a gap between the action and your reaction. And the key is this, you get to choose what you put in that gap. There's always a gap and you get to choose, you have a choice what you put in the gap. For example, there is an action, an elderly woman tries to run you over with her walker. There is a micro moment, an instant where I get to interpret the meaning behind her action and put something in the gap before I respond. We interpret the meaning of the action. We think about it. We interpret it. But the problem is, we are horrible interpreters, you and I. You are horrible interpreters. I am a horrible interpreter. We are all horrible interpreters and you know it. Because how many times has someone misinterpreted the meaning behind your words and your actions? How many times? How many times have you thought to yourself, how in the world could you think that I meant that? How in the world? I would never have said that to you with that kind of intent in mind. Don't you know me better than that? How could you think that I would ever do something like that? And we're horrible interpreters, you and I. It's the misinterpretation. You know this, and we do this all the time. You know, you walk into Coles or Woolies or wherever you shop in the shopping center, and your kid throws a fit. For your parents out there, your kid throws a a fit, right? And there's a reason, right? There's always a reason. You know, your kid probably didn't get a nap today. There are no snacks in your purse or in your pocket. It's, it's been a hard day. You know, give me some grace. My kid's just having a tough day. And that's what you want to kind of, you know, show everybody, right? She's not always like this. Just give me some grace. Now, someone else's kid throws a massive fit in the shops, 
right? And you determine, you know, that's a lazy parent raising a demon-possessed spirit, spiritual terrorist, whatever, right? And we need to protect ourselves from that, right? Don't lie now, we've always been, we've all been there, right? And there's always a gap, there's always a gap. You get to choose what you put in the gap. Now, what do you put in the gap? And... Transformers, we have a spiritual enemy, and his name is Satan, or the devil. And one of his all-time titles is the accuser in Revelation chapter 12. If you want to turn there, you can do that. You can read that on your own time. But it says that the accuser accuses the brethren day in, day out. He's always accusing us. He's always accusing you. You're no good. You're not worthy of God. And how do we fill the gaps? Well, the devil wants you to fill the gaps with accusations. He is the accuser, and so he wants you to accuse others. He fills the gap with this uh, accusation. Well, she's all about herself. She doesn't care about me. He doesn't care. Everybody's in it for themselves. No one cares. And the devil wants you to close the gaps with accusations. And what do accusations do? Accusations erode marriages. Accusations splits friendships. Accusations destroys churches. And the devil wants you to fill the gap with accusations. But see, God wants you to fill the gap with love. He wants you to fill the gap with love. And Proverbs chapter 17 verse 9 says this, Whoever foster love covers an offense, but whoever repeats the matter separates close friends. Now, how many of us have lost our closest friends over accusations, over small offenses, over small arguments? But what does the scripture says? Whoever foster love, it covers an offense. What does love do? Love gives the benefit of the doubt, right? Love chooses to, be, to believe the best in people. Love trusts the other person, believes the best in the other person. In other words, if the wife says, right, hey, can you cook tonight, please? The devil would want you to say, well, she's just, you know, saying I'm lazy. Well, she didn't do this. She, why is she always ragging on me, right? Love doesn't do that. Love says she's probably just exhausted from work. She probably just needs to, she's probably tired and she just needs to rest. You choose, you choose what you put in the gap. Someone doesn't respond to your text. The devil would say, oh, well, he's not a good friend, is he? Well, she thinks she's too good for everybody. She's just too busy for me. Love does not do that. Love assumes the best. Her phone's probably dead. She's probably busy. Maybe she saw it and she forgot about it. She's going to get back to me. We're good friends. Love assumes the best. And Paul said it clearly here in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 2. He said, be patient with each other, making allowances for each other's faults. Why? 
Why does he say that? Because of your love. Because the love that is in you. Make allowances. Give the benefit of the doubt. Make allowances for others because of your love. Because of the love that is in you. Because God loves you. Because Jesus forgave you. Because there's grace for you. So have grace for others. Make allowances because of your love. In, in other words, someone else's behavior is not all about you. Their bad driving is not all about you. Their bad mood is not all about you. The edge in their voice may not be all about you. They may be just having a bad day. They may be facing a battle of their own. They maybe just have gotten, uh, received some really bad news. Give the benefit of the doubt. Love sees the best in the other person. And we want others to give us the benefit of the doubt so you do the same for them. Why? Because the love that is in you when you don't deserve it. Well, Tom, what if, you know, what if somebody is just rude to me, you know, when they're intentionally mean or harsh, when I didn't do anything, what do you do then? Well, what I try to do is... Someone is really unnecessarily hateful to me, like I don't even know why they would do that or say that about me or to me. Chances are they are probably very likely going through something that's causing them to do that kind of behavior. And believe me when I tell you this, right? If you want to make a bigger difference in this world, you're going to have more people that don't like you and you've got to learn to stay above the offenses. Like look at what happened to Jesus. Jesus turned the world upside down. Yet the Pharisees and everybody else wanted to kill him. So whenever someone attacks or someone's unnecessarily harsh to you, what I try to do, and I try to tell myself this, is that I wonder what they're going through. Because I know that hurt people tend to hurt people. So instead of being offended by, I want to have compassion for. Instead of being offended by what they did, how they acted, or what they didn't do, or what they said, I want to try to have compassion for them and make allowances because the love that is in my heart. I wonder what they're going through. There's always going to be a gap and you get to choose. You get to decide what you put in that gap. If you want to put accusations in the gap, you're always going to be offended. You're always going to be carrying a grudge. He did this. She did that. You will never wake up one day and say, I'm in a better place today. Man, I feel so good. My relationships are better than they've ever been because I've I've been offended by smaller things. My effectiveness for God is exuberating. It's maxing out because I'm carrying small grudges behind my back over things that don't really matter. How do we do this? You know, and I love the, 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 the power of Proverbs chapter 19 verse 11. And it tells us this. It tells us this. Proverbs chapter 19 verse 11. A person's wisdom, it's wise to be patient. A person's wisdom yields patience. Person's wisdom yields patience. And here's the key, and I want you guys to catch on to this. Here's the key. It is to one's glory to overlook an offense. 
It is to your glory. It's God honoring to overlook an offense. Now, what does that mean to overlook an offense? To overlook an offense doesn't mean that you just act like nothing happened. That you just stand there and suck it up. And pretend like nothing happened. To overlook an offense is a conscious decision to let it go. Nobody likes that. It's a form of forgiveness in real time. I'm not going to carry this with me and then wake up three weeks later and then decide, oh, I'm going to forgive that. It's an in-the-moment, real-time decision to stay above the offense, to forgive it in the moment and to let it go because I'm over it. Let it go. And in fact, the Hebrew word that's translated as overlook is the word avor. And it means this. It means to pass over. It means to pass over an offense. So in other words, instead of focusing on the offense, re- replaying the offense in your mind, rehearsing it over and over again, you know, going over it in mind over and over again, what I could have said, should have said, and will say next time I'm in front of that person. Instead, what we do is we go above it, we pass over it, we rise above the offense, we jump over it, because we have a more important calling. I'm over it. Turn to the person next to you and say, I'm over it. Are you? My calling elevates me. My purpose lifts me up. The devil wants to lower me into the offenses that would drag me down. But because my God has a higher calling, I'm already over it. In the moment, I'm over it. I have real-time forgiveness now. I'm choosing to let this go. This isn't going to weigh me down. This isn't going to hold me back. This isn't going to distract me from my purpose. In the moment, I am deciding. It's to my glory. It honors God to get above it. I'm staying above it, and I'm already over it. And let's practice for a second. Your coworker doesn't invite you to the party. I'm over it. It's not going to hold me back. Someone makes a snarky, a rude comment on your social media. I'm over it. I'm not going to let that weigh me down. It may take me more than three seconds. It may take me more than 10 seconds, 15, 20 seconds. But I promise I'm not going to let that drag me down because I am over it. Whew. Wisdom yields to patience. I'm over it. I'm over it. I've got a more important calling. My calling is to love. My calling is to represent Jesus. I'm not going to let the enemy slow me down. And I believe, you know what? I believe that this is one of the most divisive, the most destructive tool of our evil one. In our culture today, especially offended by everything. Offended by what you believe in. Listen, n- nobody, nobody's ever changed the world by walking around bitter. Mm-hmm. Nobody has ever changed the world by walking around bitter. We had an in- interesting deal a couple of years ago at Youth. And uh, we were launching a brand new name. It was an awesome event. I still relive it every day. It was awesome. It was amazing. It was an amazing experience. Uh, we were rebranding and we were launching a new brand, a new name, and a new season at youth. 
And everyone was having a good time. It was loud. It was rowdy. It was fun. It was great. And, you know, young people, as it is with young people. And so we were just doing our own business and we were doing some stuff. And then suddenly one of our leaders uh, rushed over to me and, and, and she, was, she was a little bit scared and frightened. And she, she pulled me aside and said, look, there's a neighbor that is threatening to call the police on us. And obviously I was a little bit worried, right? I was a little bit worried and I was a little bit stressed. So I went over to where uh, this person was and we just had a conversation and they started just going off, right? And they said, look, if you don't, you know, if you don't turn it down, if you don't send these kids home now, I will call the police and they'll sell this for me, right? And obviously in my head, I was so mad. I was so offended. Like, who are you to tell me that, right? In my head, this was in my head. This was my decision. This is what I chose to put in the gap. But outside, I just had to tell her, look, we are here legally. We are here every Friday at the same time with the same young people doing the same thing every Friday, every week. And we have never had a complaint from any neighbor. And we do the same thing. And I believe that we are here legally at the legal time limit. And I'm sorry, we, we could turn down, you know, some of the stuff that we've been doing, Right. But I'm sorry, but we can't send, we can't kick kids out. So we can't send them home. And she, uh, something I said, obviously, set this person off. And they just walked off and they just kind of yelled, look, I'm calling the police. Goodbye. And they just went home. And obviously, I was frustrated. I was a bit shocked. I was dumbfounded again. Right? And I was a bit frustrated. I was stressed. So I just decided to just walk away a little bit from, from the building and let, let the leaders just take, care of the, just take care of the youth because they were doing something uh, they were doing some activities, and I just kind of sat down for a few minutes outside just to get some fresh air. <clears throat> and I was there for a little bit, and then so Vanessa finally found me. And Vanessa uh, finally found me, right, and asked if I was okay and, you know, if everything was okay. And I explained to her why I was frustrated and explained to her what happened. And then she says to me, listen, it's distracting you from what we're called to do. There are young people in there that needs you. Just let it go. Just let it go. I'm so thankful for her. So I reluctantly let it go. Right? And, you know, I just let it go. There was no police. No police came. It's probably just a hoax trying to threaten us. Um, no police came. It was an awesome night. And it was amazing. I still relive it to this day. And so everybody goes home. The next day comes in anyway on Saturday. And... You know, I just kind of dropped by and make sure that everything was clean, everything was put away um, the next day. And so I thought to myself, look, I, why don't I just write a nice note to this person, um, uh, apologizing for what I said or what we did to offend them, um, and just making sure that they're okay. I wrote the nice note, dropped them in the mailbox, and um, that was all I heard from them during that time, Right? My point is, don't let something small take you off the mission to show the love of Jesus. Don't let it happen. Imagine Jesus getting off mission and throwing a fit in the middle of his mission, right? Matthew, you weren't paying attention to me when I was preaching, you know, in a sermon, as my sermon on the mount. You hurt my feelings. Man, I'm not going to do any miracles today. Imagine if Jesus says that. Imagine if Jesus says that the, the Pharisees were talking behind my back. You know what? I don't feel like doing any miracles today. I'm not going to calm that storm. That storm can just come, come and pass. Imagine if Jesus said that. 
No, no, no. His mission was all about love. It was all about love. I am here on earth to show the goodness, the love of my Father in all that I do. I am the embodiment of love. I won't let anyone take me off my mission. Whenever you find yourself, oh, well, that offends me, or why is that blah, 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 just choose to show love. Love goes a long way. Right? What I try to do is I try to tell myself all the time that the calling ahead of me is so much greater than the offense that is behind me. I still have a calling from God. He has empowered me. He has equipped me. My life is way too short and my calling is way too important to be offended by something small. I am over it. My calling is to my calling to love elevates me. My purpose in Christ, it lifts me up. I'm not pulled down by the smaller, lower offenses of this world. There is always a gap, Transformers, and we close the gap with love. We assume the best in people. Even if they are angry, even if they are mean, even if they are hateful, they must be going through something. Well, chances are they must be going through something. Instead of choosing to be offended by, I'm going com- to have compassion for. I'm over it. I'm forgiving in the moment. It's real time forgiveness. So months went by after this little fender bender. Right? And I just pulled into church one day, um, uh, one Sunday to, you know, to set up the, set up the, the stuff for, for Sunday service and, you know, do do uh, prepare some of this stuff. And so I, I pull in, and I saw this car, and this car was messed up. It just looked like someone just hit them, right? And I knew whose car it was. It was the same person that tried to call the police on us. And so I just stood there, and I just kind of thought, what should I do? So finally, I found the courage to knock on this person's door and just say, hey, look, you know, someone has obviously hit you and have driven off um, and... And obviously they were very distraught. They were, they were very angry, swearing all over the place, you know. And I just said, look, hey, um, you know, this is where I go to to get my car serviced. Um, I'm, a, I'm a regular there. They give me discounts. So if you just say my name, just say, you know, you know Tom, and they'll give you a discount so you don't have to pay and spend too much money on the things that you need to replace. And so we just kind of, you know, parted ways, said thank you. And mind you, months ago, just months ago, this, this person was threatening to call the police on us. But now, through the love that Jesus has given us, we are able to give love even if we would not like to. Now, this person and I, you know, we say hi to each other every Sunday morning or whenever I see them, we wave. But they haven't visited Transform yet, but we're praying that they will. Now to you, that seems like a very small win. But for me, for Tom, it is massive. For me, it is a step. For me, it is a start of something great and glorious. And that, listen to me, that is our mission as a church, as the church, as transformers. We're called to stay above it. We are called to love through it. That's what we do as Christ followers. So next time that you are sitting down with someone or you're on the internet, don't get into social media battles. Don't get offended by who loves Daniel Andrews and who doesn't, right? And, and then we all just get hateful. 
Don't defend your theology with anger and hatred and spite. Where's the fruits of the Spirit in that? We are called to love, to love, to love. When I'm tempted to be offended, to be angry, to be hurt, to be self-righteous, to gather with others who are equally offended and gather them together in one group, what sort of group do you have? What is that? We're angry about everything. We're, everything offends us. We have a mutual bond of bitterness. No, 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 no. I'm over that. If that is you today, say I am over that. I'm so over that. I've got a purpose. You have a purpose. I've got a calling. You've got a calling. I don't know about you, but I've done so many things to offend the heart of God, but He still shows me the grace. He still shows me grace and that grace I want to show, that same grace I want to show to others. And I want to stand up for the truth, but I'm going to stand up for the truth in love. And I'm not going to be offended by something small. Why? Because the calling ahead of me is so much greater than the offense behind me. My life is way, way, way too short for this. It's a breath. It's a mist. Our life is a breath. It's like a mist here today and gone tomorrow. My calling is far too great to be offended by something so small. It's to your glory to overlook an offense next time the devil tries to pull you down and you say, nope, by the power of Jesus, I am over it. You try to keep me down, but he's got resurrection power, baby. His power lifts me up. His grace sustains me. His purpose drives me. Real time in the moment, choosing to forgive it. I am over it. For the glory of God, we have more important things to do. We have more important things to do. And the calling ahead of me is far greater than the offense behind me. I want to pray for us today, and I want to pray for you today. Can I pray for you today? Is that okay? Let's pray together. Uh, with every eyes closed, let's pray. Father, we pray today in the name of your resurrected, resurrected Son, Jesus, that by your power, through your grace, you would empower us, your church, to show love in all, of cir- in all circumstances when there's a gap. That the transformers that the transformed family would show love in all circumstances when there's a gap, God. God, there's always a gap. Help us close that gap with your love. And as you pray today, as we all pray today, those of you who would say, man, I know it. I can be too easily offended. I'm a bad interpreter. If that's you, I want the help. Just say, I want the help, the power, the, the, the grace of Jesus to help me close that gap with love. If that's you today, would you just lift your hands with us right now? wherever you are in the world, whenever you are right now. Every single one of us, hands going up wherever you are. God, your spirit is working right now and we pray right now, God, that you will burn these truths in our hearts. That every time, every moment we're tempted to be distracted by something small, you would elevate us and it will lift our hearts to a higher calling, a stronger purpose. Help us to get over it, God. Real-time forgiveness, just like Jesus when he prayed it on the cross in the moment. Father, forgive them for they don't even know what they're doing. And he was over it. Help us 
to be over it. Help us in our marriages. Help us in our friendships. Help us in our workplaces, in our relationships, even in our online interaction, God, to close the gap with love in a way that would honor you so others could know the same love that changes us through Jesus. Help us, God, to exercise closing the gap with love wherever we are this week. Thank you, Jesus. And in Jesus' name, we all say and pray. Amen. Hello again. And thank you so much for listening. I really hope that message has encouraged you. Would you please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review? This really helps others get exposed to this uplifting message. I would also love for you to share this message with a friend or someone you think would be really inspired and blessed by this. Sharing this on social media like Facebook really does help others also get this free content. I'm honored you chose to spend some of your valuable time with us. Have an amazing day.